<clears throat> so Mitch and I were just talking about Tony Robbins, so I figured I'd uh, share a little of his wisdom with us. Um, <clears throat> Tony Robbins is one of the greatest uh, living motivational speakers uh, right now. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of our greats have passed on, like Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and Wayne Dyer, uh, three of my favorites uh, growing up, like in your shoes. Uh, they're all gone. Their tapes are here. You know, their information is still here, but they aren't. And a lot of the greats I've showed you already, you know, Sid, uh, Sigafus, uh, Santo, those guys aren't here either. Um, but here's someone who is here, Tony Robbins. I highly recommend you go to his seminars. Mitch was telling me he's going to go to uh, an Unleash the Power Within seminar soon. I highly recommend, just to, to get around this guy's energy is just infectious, right? You can't leave without just being super pumped. When I uh, graduated from life in 89, I think it was 91, he came to New York. I was practicing up there for a bit. He had a one-day seminar, and uh, so it wasn't Unleash the Power, some other thing. He had a one-day seminar, and this guy spoke from 8 in the morning till 12, in, till 12 with one 15-minute break. He had an hour lunch, and then spoke from 1 o'clock to 8 o'clock with one 15-minute break, and he hardly drank water. The guy was just like, he's an animal. Uh, I absolutely uh, appreciate him, and I've read almost every one of the books except Un Unshakable, his new one, uh, which I'm going to read. Um, but the thing I wanted to bring out to you is something that uh, it struck me the other day in my pediatric health challenges class, and uh, and now I need to I need to talk more about it because I think it's something worthwhile, you know, to talk about and to post on the podcast. <clears throat> and he kind of mentioned it here, which I thought was very uh, apropos, and that was. Uh, we have these neuroassociations, the things that are totally mixed up. So uh, I'm going to ask this question, same way I asked my other class uh, on Tuesday, uh, but don't raise your hands because I don't really want to know. Uh, uh, and, <laughs> and the question is, just rhetorically, uh, how many of you are adjusting kids in clinic or in your peak office? Don't raise your hands. Do not raise your hands. I don't want to know. Right. But the question is, how many of you are adjusting kids either in your peak office or in, in clinic? And I, I know the answer to the question because I've asked this enough, that's why I don't want to see the hands, is most of you aren't. Most of you are not or have only done a handful. And the, the reason is, and here's the neuroassociation he was talking about, the reason is that you say, I'm afraid I'm going to do what? I'm going to hurt the kids. That's your neuroassociation. So your neuroassociation is, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt the kids so I don't adjust the kids in my peak office or in, my, or in clinic or whatever, I don't even ask for it because I'm afraid. I would like to change that neuroassociation by making it super painful with this statement, okay? Are you ready? I understand that you do not want to adjust kids because you think it's going to hurt, you might hurt them, God forbid, and I get that, I appreciate that. But you know what? Here's the neuroassociation. It's gonna hurt you by not adjusting them. I wanna switch that neuroassociation. It's gonna hurt you by not adjusting them. Do you know why? Because it's hurting them. It's hurting them by you not adjusting kids. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right? From what you've been taught in Special Pops, right, with Dr. Kramer, and what you've been taught this quarter, if you're not adjusting kids after the end of this quarter, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. I honestly don't. Because they are being hurt by the thousands, aren't they, Alicia? They are being hurt by the thousands and the millions by all the other people doing all this other junk to them. You should be adjusting them. With what you we've been taught in this school, 
with sustained contact and Logan and all these other really gentle, super gentle adjustments, right? Just try it because even the gentlest little itty bitty adjustment you do them is going to be miraculous for them. And if you don't take care of them, then they're going to get sick and die. And it's your fault. It is your fault. And that's how I run my life. I run my life that every kid out there needs my particular adjustment because if I don't do it, they might get sick and die and it's my fault if they don't. And why do I teach here? And why do I teach for the ICPA? And all over the place for FOSI and anywhere else I can speak because if I don't, who's gonna? And that's the attitude you need to adopt, right? If you don't adjust these kids, they are going to be sick. And if you say, well, I'm too afraid to adjust them because I might hurt them, think about how they're hurt already by the drugs and the surgery and all the other meaningless crap that goes on in their lives all the time. Think about the little boy who comes to my office on Monday evening who is about this close to being put on Ritalin because he's being super aggressive in his classroom. And the problem is the problem that he's being super aggressive in the classroom. Is that his problem? Is that the problem? The problem? No, what is that? That's the symptom. Right, Veronica? That is the symptom. The symptom of the problem. What is the problem? The problem is he needs to be adjusted. The problem is he's subluxated. And the problem is his brain is not working the way it's supposed to. Right? So I know, and I know that I know, when I start doing exams with these kind of kids, and I watch the struggle that they have, and I watch the lack of understanding that they have, right, beautiful? And I watch this kind of stuff, right? And I watch their brains, like, fry out with what we're trying to, to, to get them to do. I see this kind of stuff, and I know we got a victory on our hands. Because I know with the right adjustments and the right neurological exercises, this kid's going to change. There's no doubt in my mind, right? And I speak from authority, not just because I've seen it a bazillion times before, but because I know how the body works, right? Chiropractors, that's the beautiful thing. Like, I may not know as much science as, like, a neurosurgeon might know, right? I may not be that brilliant and have all that information at my fingertips that I could open up a brain and start dissecting it and tell you all the pieces are. I can't do that, right? But I know how the body works, right? And the body isn't just a bunch of pieces put together and it happens to work, right? The body is this magnificent whole, right? And, but sometimes these, this, the whole starts to, the parts start to not work together and they start to fight. So when you ask a kid like this, you say, what's your favorite, what's your favorite subject in school? And he says, nothing. Do you like to read? What's your favorite book? I don't like to read. I'm like, oh my God, right? So we have an eight or nine-year-old boy or something like that who is in school, doesn't like to read, hates school, right? Is aggressive. I know something is wrong and it's not a lack of Ritalin, right? And you tell me I'm afraid to adjust the kids. Are you serious? So then you'd rather him be on Ritalin, right? Right? When's the last time you asked all the patients that you're taking care of, all the senior citizens in your, in your practice here down at the clinic, you know, 100 yards down over there, when have you asked them, hey, any of your grandkids have any kind of problem like ADHD or autism or anything else like that? When have you asked them that? And if you haven't, why not? I suggest you do it the next time you see them, right? Tomorrow or this, this evening even in clinic. Say, hey, any of your, kids got, any of your grandkids got any of these kind of problems? 
Yeah, bring them in. And then this, I get students telling me, well, you know, they don't live around here. Well, what should you do? Let them just suffer? Right. Go on ICPA website, go on to find a doctor, get themselves to a pediatric chiropractor, wherever the hell they live. Right? You should be referral machines. I'm constantly referring over and over and over again. A patient yesterday was telling me one of her friends lives in Chicago, and she was telling me about the, telling her, her friend in Chicago about these great results that she had with chiropractic here with her kids. So her friend goes to a chiropractor, but instead of going to a pediatric chiropractor, what does her friend do? Yeah, Google some chiropractor who's closest to her, which I get. I completely understand that. But she goes to this person, and this person does not exactly exude pediatric confidence and starts yelling at the, the mom for having a C-section and yelling at the mom for giving her kids dairy and yelling at the mom for all these other things. And she's like, so she left there and she said, I'm never going back to another chiropractor. Who are we to judge where someone comes in on, right? They're coming into my office, right? They're a guest in my office. If they were a guest in your house, would you do that, right? Hey, welcome to my house. You had a C-section? Oh, get out. <laughs> right, sorry, only non-C-section you know, moms are here, right? right? It, maybe they just didn't know, right? And now this is our opportunity to teach them so that the next time they have a kid, they maybe they have a better chance of having a VBAC, right? So she said, what should I do? Like, I know her kid needs chiropractic because of this, 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 and this, but now she doesn't want to go. And I said, hold on a second. Let's go ICPA4kids.com, go on the find a doctor thing. Chicago, look at this. Here's a guy right there, right? So you should be referring every day. I'm referring to someone every day. I'm referring to another chiropractor, another chiropractor, another chiropractor, wherever they are, because I'm afraid for the kids not to get adjusted. Do you understand what I'm saying, right? Now, if you are absolutely afraid of adjusting a kid after taking the special pops class and this class, then, I, then we should talk. <laughs> Let's talk. Right? Because maybe you didn't capture the essence of the gentleness and the lovingness that you can apply a thrust you know, for. Because if you still are under the impression that you, in order to make it a correction on any spine that you have to put a high amount of force into it, well, that's not really 100% accurate. You, know, you can modify the force to all different kinds. But I'm telling you, with this, sustained contact alone, even on a 10-year-old, is better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Right? So I want to remove that neuroassociation that Tony Robbins is talking about. I want to remove that neuroassociation that I'm afraid to adjust kids because I might hurt them. And I want you to change it that if I don't adjust kids, they will get hurt. Right? Same words, right? Just maybe one flip of a word and a switch of the, of the order and syntax of those words. But now it goes from I, I am afraid to adjust kids to I must. Right? I must adjust kids. Because of the whole school, right, there's a small percentage of you guys who are actually going to be adjusting kids. Un unfortunately, just the way it is, right, is I watch the grads go out, and I see them at fall CE, and, and I ask them what kind of practice they have. Oh, mostly PI. Oh, mostly headaches, back pain. Why? Because it's a lot easier. A lot easier. And a lot more insurance money. How much insurance money do I make? Almost none. Right? It's, and it's because I don't want it. Right? I don't ask for it. I don't want it. I turn it away. I'm not interested. I'd much rather go on my cash plan. 90% of my patients are all non-insurance, all cash. Right? They say, well, you make less money. So what? <laughs> I'm serving the world the way I want to serve them. 
I don't want the insurance money, right? Because the insurance money comes with hoops, right? You gotta jump through a lot of hoops and play a lot of games to go on the insurance money, especially with kids. You gotta sit, uh, this one guy uh, called my, uh, my CA and he said, uh, from the insurance company, and he said, uh, if you wanna get paid for this claim, for this 10-year-old kid, you need to come up with some sort of radiculopathy, you know, some kind of pain thing. So subluxation is going to cut it because that's all. If we send anything to insurance, which is very rare, if you want anything from the insurance, you know, it, subluxation isn't going to cut it. You got to say radiculitis or what. I said, but there's nothing wrong. With it. Well, just make something up. Say he's got a headache. So say a headache and say radiculopathy and this one. Now you got to pay. No, I'd rather get not paid. I'd rather not get paid. Right. But this is the game that has to be out there. And I don't want it. Not that you shouldn't take insurance. You want to do an all insurance practice or more insurance. It's totally good. No judgment, right? I'm a judgment-free person. There's no judgment, however you want to practice. But understand, if you're sitting in this room, <laughs> then my anticipation is that you wanted just a lot of kids. And I'm telling you that the insurance companies, more and more of them, are denying care because adjusting kids is experimental investigational. And sadly enough, that's coming out of our literature. Right? Not their literature, our literature. Our own chiropractic brothers and sisters are telling people out there that there's no proof of this and case studies don't have any weight and all this other stuff. Right? So we are suffering because our brothers and sisters are out there doing IMEs and all these other kind of things and working for insurance companies telling people a bunch of lies so that they can be, get paid, right? So should you adjust the kids? Absolutely. Should you take their insurance? Hey, if it works, great, but that's not your goal. Your goal isn't to get the insurance dollar. Your goal is to get the kids under care. As many kids as you can possibly handle in the shortest period of time, that should be your goal. That should be your goal. Because if you take care of the kids, you'll take care of their parents. You take care of the kids, you'll take care of the rest of their family, right? So I don't just get one person coming to my office. I told you about this before, chiropractic math, right? What's chiropractic math? Regular math is one plus one equals two. What's chiropractic math? Pediatric chiropractic math. One plus one equals four, five, six, right? That's how it works. You wanna build your practice? One at a time takes a long time, right? Four, five, six at a time, a lot quicker, a lot more fun, right? So I'm asking you guys to change that neuroassociation that I'm afraid of adjusting kids to I'm afraid not to. I'm afraid not to adjust the kids because there'll be more damage to the world if you don't go out there and adjust the kids than if you decide to let them just do whatever, right? It's time for you to change that, that idea.